0: And it's popcorn rice after discussion. Want to know some more fun facts?
1: Isn't it awesome to see some of your favorite content creators and favorite people, honestly, if you follow here on this app? Be a part of this amazing community called The Nerd Initiative. The Nerd Initiative, the Nerd Initiative presents The Comic Press Podcast, hosted by JJ's Comic Stuff.
2: What is going on, everybody? Once again, you are joining us for an episode of the Comic Press Podcast. However, this is a special edition episode of the Comic Press. As you know, this is not our normally scheduled evening to broadcast. I am your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. JJ's Comic Stuff. I'm here with a special co-host today, Diesel Dan Comics. And that what makes this such a special episode? episode today is not only are we doing a giveaway mid through midway through the episode which you guys should pay attention to because it's for a copy of secret wars issue number one inside of a nice magnetic comic book sleeve which i didn't even know was a thing until recently but the big focus of the episode today is the guys tom and ryan from comic tom 101 youtube channel If I mean, if you guys are into comic books and you're on YouTube, you there's no way you haven't stumbled across these guys' channel. And they've got a brand new indie series that they are getting ready to put out with Whatnot Publishing, and that's what we're here to talk about. What's going on, guys?
3: Yo, it's good to see you. JJ, Dan. Wasn't expecting Dan to be here. It's so good to see you, my brother. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, not a problem. I mean, Dan had, you know a big part of setting this whole thing up. So I w- wanted to make sure to include him, have him on with us and co-host this thing with me. Well, we love
1: it. I don't really, uh, I don't go live a whole lot. <laughs> it's different for me.
3: <laughs> well, we're excited. You know, any, any fan of Michael Turner and Witchblade is, is, a, is a friend of me. That's why I knew I'd be uh, friends with Dan as soon as I met him. So. <laughs>
2: hey, there it is, man. So before we get into the nitty gritty and the details of everything, I want to get an introduction to you guys. If people out there haven't heard of you before, who is Comic Tom? Who is Fire Guy Ryan? How did you guys get into being overall nerds, comic book enthusiasts, the whole shebang?
3: Who is Comic Tom? I am um, a person and we make <laughs> a lot of comic book themed content over on YouTube. Um, but I've been in like a part of, of the comic book industry for since i was a kid you know my dad got it got me into it um we i grew up in new york um there was a about a three-year period where we literally lived in the back of a comic book store um there was an apartment that was connected in the back and i grew up being able to play magic dnd read any comics i want from the age of like you know seven till ten years old and um, it really introduced me to this like big world, but it was all through my dad. Cause he was a, a major geek growing up. He played music, um, played drums in a band called Oogle the Mock. Um, and it's a, it's known as one of the first nerd rock bands in the world. And you can check him out on Spotify. He was in, he was actually part of the band for like the first few albums, but the, the members are like family to me. And, um, you know, my, my dad and, and them wrote songs about Aquaman and, and Star Trek and, and Werewolf by Night and, and uh, Kang the Conqueror. I hate so, that one. You don't know, like the <laughs> Kang one?
0: I hear you drove it one day when I we went to a Comic-Con once and it was stuck in my head like all weekend. I was miserable. But you know, that's how songs
3: work. Yeah, you know, it's like the song is literally about um, how everybody has been Kang the Conqueror and it goes through all of these different people. So it's mm. like, if you're timely? Well, he's Kang, you know, and, and, and it goes through all of them. So I knew this stuff when I was a kid. And, and I learned what adamantium was when I was like 10 years old and and I understood it. And, um, that just clearly influenced me long-term and it's, and it's what I made, um, most of my adult life about whether it was like working to be able to buy comics and statues, um, or starting the channel so I can talk to my friends about comic books. And that's actually what bonded Ryan and I, we met, um, in the corporate world in banking. I was his boss. I hired him. Um, the main reason why I was so excited about Ryan, besides um, your your uh, great personality, and I knew you'd be great with the customers at the branch, um, you shared with me that you like comic books.
0: Sure, but well, that was probably uh, like five years after I st- I discovered comic books in college. I was I was much later to the game than you and to a lot of our fellow comic nerds in this community. So I have a little bit of a different story to it. But sure, yeah, that's how we met. That's how this partnership began
3: how did you get into comics though like you said you just picked it up what, what was the first thing
0: roommate in college he had a shelf full of all the all the greatest hits all the alan moore stuff batman year one arkham asylum dark knight returns the uh, important stuff he's thing. actually how i got into green lantern too so that guy I, have, I owe a lot to that to that roommate of mine
3: so uh you know we we bonded as friends um i i worked at um a really stressful job for years so um because i was the boss I was able to get away with shipping comics to my branch and statues. And I would routinely invite Ryan to come have very important sales meetings um, in which I would go through <laughs> collections I purchased uh, from eBay um, to show him the new statue <laughs> I got, et cetera. Um, also that I would is admit, awesome. I probably wasn't <laughs> the best employee <laughs> either. Um, but no, like, we, we've been friends ever since. Um, I also met Heron Heavens the same way, who's um, on you know, he does whatnot with me and, and, and runs things with me over here. So um, those friendships lasted for a long time. And there was a point where I decided I wanted to try to give comic book dealing a shot and making content, things that I thought about for a long time. And I made one video. It was really tough. And it was so tough that I realized I, I need help, and especially with making sure that the scripts were right, because at the time I was writing out the script and reading it on a, a teleprompter, um, which I don't do anymore. I did it for... Two videos. Those two rough. videos.
0: I did not like doing that. Yeah, we tried.
3: We tried doing <laughs> it, and those two videos. Um, I I reached out to to Ryan right during that time, and I said, "Yo, uh, do you remember like what did it sound like?"
0: I was working overnight at the hotel, and you knew I had a lot of time. I was just standing around at a computer doing not a whole lot of anything, and <laughs> I could help edit this script he wrote for. I think it was a Hellboy video. Yeah. And I went through and I'd like fix some spelling and some periods and punctuation marks I'm not really sure what I'm doing here but here you go this has no more typos in it for this teleprompter thing you're just gonna read on camera I didn't think I was doing a
3: whole lot but you roped me in I remember um, being in the car asking you after you had done that and I was really pleased because you, you did more than fixing grammar I mean you were you're like yeah maybe you say this other word I can say a different word here and I thought I'm, I'll just be in the video like, we have an idea so he came over And the first video idea we had oh i'm God. like yo i got this comic book there's this comic book that subway produced and yeah. it stars jared fogel and you know what he <laughs> is He's really bad things and we made a video about dc's jla meeting jared fogel and how he helped save somebody in this in, in the dc universe and we thought it was just the funniest thing because wow you know, it, it, comic, comic books document so much history kind of indirectly sometimes, sometimes on purpose. But in this case, it was just one of those situations where it's like, oh, that's like a weird thing to talk about on the mic. And I thought it would be interesting to have the conversation with you. And I I really enjoyed that video. And I think that started this improv that we started doing over five years. It certainly did. I haven't gone back and watched it.
0: I do want to cut
1: in a little bit. I remember the early days of Tom on Instagram and trying to make this format work on, ig live and doing all that before and you guys messing with cameras and audio and everything i I tuned into that stuff and was like no the audio sucks (laughs) and (laughs) then you're like i think we're moving this over to
3: youtube (laughs)
1: yeah
2: it was was one of those things like how do you get better unless you get that criticism from people like hey man your audio is bad you need to fix that like (laughs) yeah think we all go through that point where all our stuff looks and sounds terrible
3: yeah, I didn't realize okay. the uh, how much it went into making content to the professional level that I wanted. I remember having this uh, Best Buy. It, it would be considered like a step up from a tablet, but it was still it had Windows 10 on it. And I remember watching a YouTuber I liked, and this would have been eight years ago when I bought the laptop, and people at Best Buy are like, oh, yeah, they, that YouTuber you like, they use this laptop. So I thought for years, oh, I just have to start – making content. And I can use this machine. Um, and, and it turns out, you know, when I was try- trying to learn Adobe that every part of like my vision, I could not do on this computer. So all of a sudden I'm like, all right, well I gotta, I know computers well, but I don't know computers that well as far as like making, you know, content and, and, and chopping stuff up in Adobe. I didn't even know to use Adobe or Photoshop, um, or after effects, so, like all these things that, um, it just took YouTube videos, after youtube videos and trial and error and
2: my favorite thing to tell people when they are like how do you do this i say youtube university man you can learn everything you need on youtube
3: youtube and another um thing which you know shout out to in heavens for recommending this cuz i was struggling so much with adobe she said why don't you just post on craigslist there's got to be an editor out there who f- He'll drive out and, and spend an hour with you and just give you a crash course. So I did that. And the person who showed up, his name, was Sl- his name is Slav. And um, he, he, he was brand new to America. Like he was born in America, but he left when he was 10 years old and he went back to Russia. And then he came back and he was in his like year and a half being back in the States with his brother. Oh, wow. Um, he, he loves to travel and go to all different parts of like different countries and jump off of cliffs. And he's like a, he's a cameraman. His brother's a adventure guy. So they're very fascinating. And he showed up one day and this dude is towering over me. He's like six, eight. And he, he I remember, um, I had to explain what Netflix was like, he didn't know, he didn't understand, oh, what wow. Netflix was, but he did understand that Spider-Man is awesome. And I'm like, and he loves Sonic for whatever reason. And he showed me how to do some things. And if anything, give me a crash course that taught me that I need A lot more training, and believe it or not, Slav would become one of my best friends, and he is the editor to this day. Five years later, and that's uh,
2: awesome. Oh, cool!
3: Um, and, And sure enough, he was part of the whole grind. You know, putting sweat equity into it, teaching me how to do stuff, and and over time, we we grew, and we found you know some success in this market. And you know, I'm surrounded by a lot of the people who helped kind of just jumpstart it, and none of us really thought we would get to a point like this where anyone would really care what we had to say on the mic god though no. right we were just having fun Still you i know? don't think
2: people really care
3: yeah there's, yeah. A, little, there's a couple i, I think oh well, maybe a few <laughs> oh, i'd say definitely
2: people care i mean you guys type if here. you type in comic books just for anybody who doesn't know type in comic books to youtube and see one of the first channels that pops up no matter how many times you put it in there is going to be comic <laughs> tom
3: 101 we make like, a lot you of content cannot look for comic for that.
2: book stuff and not see these guys <laughs>
3: Well, you know, that means the algorithm's working on our side. So that, that, See, that, that, that's what we said.
0: The times we did are working. That's well.
3: right. All, all of our YouTube uh, uh, insiders helping us out on our tiny little channel.
2: <laughs> so um, as far as the comic book goes, what made you guys finally decide to make your own as opposed to, you know, getting into the dealing side of it, the speculation side, and just talking about it on YouTube?
3: Well, I mean, I've always wanted to make a comic. What about you, Ryan? I've always wanted
2: to be a writer. Right. Comic book writer
3: never
0: really entered the equation until relatively recently, but yeah, same. Uh, there's been a, a writing bug somewhere in the back of my head for my entire life.
3: You showed me a video you made in college um, that you directed, at least or helped direct, oh, yeah,
0: like four minute video. It's not yeah. on YouTube anymore, by the way. I'm very upset about
3: that. But um, <laughs> there was a... I I, re, I don't remember much, but I remember there being a scene where because it was like everybody was like like they're per, they're pretending their 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 finger guns are real guns, and they put um, audio sounds of like bam, bam, but they're all—it's all their hands. They're all like doing this. It was for school, so like they couldn't use like real guns. And there was a joke in there where you edited it together, and it was just really funny. And I can't even really remember I would love what to it take was. Credit
0: for the technical side, of all of that, but I did not—I did not do the editing or the uh, no, no. We—it uh, was a—it was a film contest we did at college where you had seventy-two hours to think of the idea, write the movie, shoot the movie, edit the movie, and deliver the movie all over the course of a weekend. So we did this really ridiculous kind of political action spy. Uh, send up of like action movies, and, threat yeah, level midnight ball, like, style, you know, fake stuff, and we just edited and sound effects. At the end
3: but I remember it. you showed me like so passively, and I'm like, dude, that's there's parts of this that
0: we did win. We won was... the we won the you know, the audience prize and the and the judges, you know, prize at the at the Screening when they showed all these other ones that all the other groups in college They did these serious artsy-fartsy kind of poetic dramatic stuff and then ours came up when we're talking about We got to rescue the president and there are a couple like musical sequences
3: (laughs) But you know dude, I saw Uh, that video and the first thing I thought is like oh, there's like there's like some talent in this dude's brain like Like more than just knowing comics and being able to speak or right Um, but yeah, I've been I mean, I've always like daydreamed of uh, doing comics, but I thought it would take a lot longer for me to be able to figure it out, but um, part of the journey, I became really close friends with Ben Temple Smith, who lived out here in Washington for a long time. He doesn't live out here anymore, unfortunately, but um, he was somebody that, like, growing up, I mean, Thirty Days a Night like changed mm-hmm. how I view cinema. Um, the comic book changed how I viewed reading, like horror, and and my liking for it. it like it started a whole different passion for me, and um me developing that friendship and then him offering he's like yo if you ever want to make a comic you know i'd be down i I love what you do and i think think you'd kill it so that was it that was all of a sudden a bug in my head like all of a sudden i'm like wait i have an opportunity to to do something with ben tumblesmith who's one of my all-time favorite artists and i think he's 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 just a it's a very 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 eisner
2: award winner he's uh, i mean he did the art over tom's left shoulder right there oh (laughs) yeah there you go
3: thanks dan that's, See, I'm very Dan, proud of that So comes in
2: with the props. So, uh, so, um, so before that's, that's we get in. That's awesome, though. Before we get in and show the trailer for your guys' book, I want to go ahead and get this giveaway going for everybody. Let's do so, it. So, real quick, everybody, there's going to be a question pop-up at the bottom of the screen. The first person to get that question correct in the chat will be the winner of the giveaway, and we will announce the winner at the end of the episode. And the question is... In this version of Secret Wars, there is a well-known printing error in the middle of the book. What is that error, and who is the character that's involved in that error? So there it is, first person. okay, yeah. I thought, to yeah. answer that first question friend. correctly in the chat, we'll get a copy of Secret Wars number one inside this awesome magnetic comic book sleeve, and it is a rare misprint issue. So it's probably pr- worth a p- decent penny, at least. So, before we get any further, let's go ahead and roll this trailer so everybody can kind of get introduced to Crashdown.
3: Looks like we're coming on a bad storm here, everyone. So if you need to, make sure you visit the bathroom now. There's a bathroom on this thing? I've just been going in my suit. This mist is
2: terrible. know how you get much more of a hype comic book trailer than that i mean that's pretty awesome
0: we got to figure it out i really want another trailer i don't know if we've really talked about this on our own back here but i want i want more
2: i want another video i mean you you need more because that that is awesome that is such a clever way to try and promote a comic book man i love it
3: oh i'm very grateful i'm glad you like it um and and, uh you know the, the feedback's been wonderful and you know we're just trying to do something really cool you know there's we we love the collectible side. I love the speculation side. I love variants, incentive variants, all that stuff. But what I'm hoping is that we release something with like the main goal is that the person who has the comic will read it. We want to make sure that this book is something you enjoy, that you can um, experience some escapism, some horror, some sci-fi, a little body horror, you know, hopefully it sticks with you a little bit and we're, we're having a blast writing it and, Every time we do um, writing sessions, there's just more that comes out and I'm realizing we're tapping into something that I think we're supposed to be doing, you know?
0: That's a good way to put it. That's really
2: cool. That's awesome. So as, as you guys are both writing this, do you guys ever like have ideas that clash at all? Are you guys sitting there arguing once in a while? Like, dude, no, I don't think this should happen at all. What do you, like, why would you even say that? Like, do, are those conversations happening once in a while? Or is it a pretty cohesive streamlined process for you guys at this point? Less than I would have thought
0: let's put it that way i guess i would imagine that two two writers uh would would beef a little more and have more disagreements about how to do certain things because ideas are you know it's weird for you know two people to kind of come up with the same stuff and go down that path together but mostly that's how it's been for the two of us there have been a couple times where we've had to argue a little bit convince each other some
3: stuff but i think that makes the the story better in the long run yeah the the, product like doing a a, a like co-writing the creative process which there's a little bit of this that I think we get trained on with like doing scripts and prepping for shows and stuff that, you know, it's, a, it's never really about shooting someone else down. I never actually, I can't remember. Outside of some like little things like, oh, you, you shouldn't be like that because if they're turned like that, they're not going to be able to see the name tag and then they don't know the name. And it's like, you know, little things like that, sure. That's a, right. oh, we got to fix that. And that's, but that's actually how it works is like, well, one of us will have something. And, and it's to the point where the idea, we, I can't even remember who thought of the idea because it was such a little thing. And then Ryan will go on top of it or I'll go on top of it. And then all of a sudden we're making something together that when you look at it, standing back a little bit, we did it together. There's no ego in this. And I, and I've heard writers talk about this before even recently that when you co-write, it's, it's not about who comes up with the idea. It's about making sure the idea is the best it could be because with comics, you have to think about things about, or think, think about things as minute as, where this is gonna land on the page. Is this on the page on the left or the right? When they, when they turn the page, what is the reveal like? Um, and there was a a page in the story, we're not gonna get into it because it's a, it's a pretty big part of it. And it didn't hit right. And I knew it, Ryan knew it, our editor knew it. He gave us a note on it. We missed the note. We were we new at this, and we had to redo the page. And there wasn't, it's was like, yeah, that that could have been frustrating because we had to do more things and pay more money and, and, and spend more time and, and Ben had to draw more things like, but at the end of it all, it's like, it's not necessarily an agreement. It's more like it's a collaborative effort to make it the best it could be. And when you know it could be better, and this is your, you know, your thing that you're putting all this time into, you're grateful that those tweaks are happening. I mean, I, do you what remember do you
0: there was a time at the beginning of this Ooh. when we were like, all right, let's, uh, you write, you know, the first three pages or something, and, and I'll write the next three pages. And we thought we would be able to like kind of come together and, and bring what we came up with separately and make it work that way. Impossible. It's a group. It's a group project. Yeah. I got to come over. We got to, we got to order some food. We got to hunker down and just trudge through it. And sometimes we only get like a scene done. Sometimes, like the other day, we get like four or five or six pages done. It works out pretty well. Yeah.
1: Are there any like, maybe new, small nuances or anything like that of creating a book or things about creating your guys's book that you didn't really think about? Like, yeah, I, maybe like word bubble, word bubble placement or like credits or just like, ad you know, I don't know if you guys are having ads in it, but any of that kind of stuff that you guys didn't have knowledge on or were surprised by.
0: The thing that comes to mind for me, uh, is how, How much of it is like a step-by-step process? Like we sit down, we come up with, all right, this is the general outline for issue one. And then we go through and write out the script and get like the dialogue laid out and figure out how that works. And then we got to go through and make a pass and figure out, all right, that's panel one. This stuff happens in panel two. How many panels is this? Does this work? Are we totally screwed? Did we write too much? Yeah. There's a lot of repeat kind of stuff. You got to go through all this stuff multiple times and make sure that it all works. And then, you know, that's when the... uh, the magic of having an editor comes in. It's really nice to be able to send this off to somebody who had no say in the actual creation of it and be like, "No, nah, you guys should try this. You should fix this part. And mm. since Michael Calero is also a writer and artist himself, he brings a lot of really good input on both ends.
3: Yeah, he's the creator of Quested, but he's also co, um, I believe co-owner of whatnot publishing, massive publishing. He also is the artist on Alpha Betas. He is an incredibly talented individual. And when I found out that he would be willing to do the editorial... I knew we had someone good on the book. I didn't realize that we were as lucky as we clearly are to have him part of this because he's someone who's an artist himself. And there are parts of this where he said, well, what if we did it in this way? One second, and he'll whip up a sketch and and visually um, you know, introduce an idea. And then Ryan and I look at each other and go, we could have never in a million years figured that out because we're not artists and we've never done this before. All we have are years of reading comics. Um, but the thing is, is when you read comics, you're not necessarily reading them to like, figure out what would work for you in your comic if you write it one day. It's more about just controlling right. comics. So I'm actually having to refresh myself, <laughs> reread Watchmen, reread parts of books, um, reread so many Ben Temple Smith books to like now look at comics in a different way which is really fun to do, by the way, because once you go to that, you know, now I'm rereading stuff and you're I'm, and I'm experiencing it differently, it. Yeah. you know?
0: Find little tips and tricks yeah. other people do, like how do you make someone feel like they need to turn the page, you know? Yeah. What, what sort of juicy tidbits can you put on the end of a page to go, oh, sh- I got to turn the next page. And there you go, before you know it, you read the whole
3: book. It's like you're putting a puzzle together a yeah. little bit, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. So, I mean, the answer is yes. You know, the first one of the first um, um, rounds of rough drafts our editor is like, yo, I know it's a weird thing, but you never like oh, God. say the characters' names in the beginning. <clears throat> it gets confusing when you do start introducing other people. And I'm like, it's as simple as um, one of our characters' name is Steve. It's like, hey, Steve, good morning, instead of good morning. It's that one little thing. You don't think too much about it. But then it's, well, you add character after character after character, and you only have 22 pages because so you're trying to keep it real tight. You know."
0: You notice when you read other comics, that the first page or so of every
2: comic. It's like,
0: Gambit, hand me that staff. Thank you, Storm. Let's ride the Cyclops.
2: To but, the point where it yeah, almost yeah. makes you feel like they're talking down to you. How much they tell you characters' names in the beginning of some of yeah. them, but nice. it makes sense when you start reason. thinking yeah. about it. Like if you've got all these extra characters you're adding in later on, it makes sense if your main characters are introduced multiple times first. Like, <laughs> yeah. well,
3: yeah. both of us are um, big fans of of comic tropes, which I a uh, YouTube channel I really recommend and. This whole channel is about tropes and comics and I think it's hilarious, yeah. but also I think it's, um, put us in a position to triple question everything we do. Cause it's like, cause I don't want that to happen in this book. I don't want there to be these moments where it's like forced, but I, but you have to force some things. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a delicate balance so that it flows right. And then on top of that, it's horror. We have to build suspense, tension, shocking reveals and, and, and deciding you know, is the reveal half a page or a full page, you know, things like that, where it's, you kind of have to remove yourself from the actual narrative that you're trying to tell sometimes and think about the the, the reader. And when you're, when you're actually looking at a blank page on a word doc, you know, and on a Google doc, it, that's, that's when things get real with it. You're like, wait, let's We're move editors. this panel. You yeah. know, let's, let's switch it around. How does it read this way? And sometimes right. you have to just trust our editor and we put a lot of trust in Ben because he's Way better at this than we are, and uh, and you know, I'm excited. Yeah, actually,
0: we're 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 working on issue two right now, and there is a uh, there is I'm gonna say there's a nightmare sequence that happens in issue two, and we're basically just saying, uh, here you go, Ben, like make it scary. That's awesome. Like a one or two page nightmare sequence. (laughs) thank you for everything you do for us make this scary please (laughs) you know but
3: but you know like with very specific direction too like hey we want we're thinking that because ben he just can't do
0: random she's not going to be given a speech you know at a spelling bee or something she's right it's got to be like an actual you know relevant nightmare so yeah we are there are guidelines but
3: but that's like storyboarding so now we're not just writing a narrative that you need to be able to read and follow and have it make sense and be scary at the you know if it works um but now it's like We're having to tell narratives through art and we're not artists. And every time Ben does something, we're like, oh, wow. We shouldn't have spent that much time trying to figure out how it's going to look on the page. That's that's actually probably been one of the most um, enlightening parts of it is that we can trust in Ben to take the dialogue and do the perspective from an angle so that it works. And that timing, you get lost in it. I bought these books that like have blank squares in them so you can kind of map out panels like you know like a lot of people have to do when they're mapping out their comic books a lot of people just pay artists and say hey this is what i need Draw it just like this like fortunately for ben or for us having ben we're able to kind of go back and forth and and test things out and save some of that time because we're new at this and we're not artists and he's, he's a li- living legend like we, we shouldn't be right. the one telling him what to do feels just, very weird it feels weird but Who it's hell are we? but it's working to our advantage i think because the book is coming out way better than than i could have hoped i think
0: yeah i know writing issue two at least uh we're we're kind of stepping back and going like we don't have to stress so much this is this is an artist thing let's let's write this dialogue let's get the things we need to on the page and trust trust our team to kind of take the rest and issue one we didn't really know that much at that point but once we started getting final art back from ben it's like oh okay yeah no we don't have to worry so much we we got a good we got a
2: good crew with us yeah I was saying, yeah, speaking of I, artwork, we. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dan.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, uh, just quick comment. I, that's the beauty of comics. The, you're letting a lot of the time you can just allow the art to tell the story instead of so much dialogue being on the page. So yeah, you, Ben seems like he's got a handle of it. So <laughs> can't wait to can't wait to see those panels. <laughs> Me too.
2: Well, we do have some teaser footage of some of the character designs that we kind of snagged from Comic Tom's Instagram. So um, if Michael, our fabulous producer and co-founder of Nerd Initiative, could pull that clip up for us, that would be great.
3: We wrote a comic book with horror living legend Ben Temple Smith, and he sent us the first character designs today. How many details am I giving? Don't on Don't give this person? details. Okay. This is just an important curly character. hair,
0: tied back, dark, darker eyes. Okay, okay, all right. So I'm swiping backwards now. All right, this is our second soldier character.
3: Soldier number two. Oh man, no details. They have
0: faces though. These are your children, They're Ryan. They're people now. They're not just you know names in our head. Next, <laughs> we didn't even name these guys because these guys uh, aren't gonna survive the crash. <laughs> yeah. You can't say that, dude. The pilot. All right, he looks tough. I like this guy. He's a tough guy. Ooh, that's the suit. Okay, the suit, that is a full dude. a full design of their outfits that they're wearing here. That's right. Okay, this is the doctor's assistant guy.
2: Yeah, He's handsome. He's handsome. He's handsome. That's so important. We need
0: He's got to be a little dreamy. Allison, here we go. This is our main character per se. This is the the focal character of our comic. This makes me want to just like cancel all my plans today and just write with you, which I think is what we're doing anyway today.
3: Kind of doing that.
2: So those Uh, great outfits, (laughs) the the characters, like just the style of the facial structure and everything about those characters, it definitely screams Temple Smith. So how awesome was that feeling getting those initial designs back from him?
3: Well, that was a authentic reaction from Ryan. He had never seen those before until that video. did you
2: try to show me? You tried to send me something
3: I advance did. Advance, and and I he like, said, wait. And yeah. I appreciate you waiting because you see the excitement in Ryan's face because that's what it felt like on my end getting that too.
0: You just also showed me like a half hour ago, whenever, right before we went on camera, one of our, uh, is it final? That was final, a yeah. final cover that we got, a variant cover that we are going to have for this book too. So we're starting to get all kinds of different art trickling in for stuff, and it's feeling very uh, real. <laughs> it's very real. It's very looming. Ooh. This book is uh, a real, tangible thing very soon.
1: Is there any way to share who might these variants be coming from? Leave I can up
3: to him. I can. I can drop a couple names. I can drop. Ooh, a- drop. <laughs> okay. Drop. We're getting, we're getting an um,
2: exclusive here on the comic press.
3: Well, of course, you got Ben Temple Smith. You know he's going to be cover cool. A on all these all these bad boys. You know he's part of this. I um, have at least one variant from him too, right? Oh, of course, yeah, at least one, probably more. He actually hit me up today and said, "Oh, I'm going to have to come up with a different idea. Johnny DeJardin's kind of kind of okay. did something I was thinking uh, about doing." So. so you know, Johnny and DeJardin's is one of my my really close friends, and we've been partnering up on stuff for over a year now. And um, he's going to be a um a variant artist um for likely all three issues. Um, we got Zuorzu. Um, which is looking very promising, um, uh, David Mack, very promising as well. Um, yeah, and, uh, um, but uh, other people, we're gonna have to kind of keep under wraps because it's not a hundred percent, and we're literally working on that. Like like like, I approved things this morning, and we've began the process aggressively within the last few weeks. So we're 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 waiting. I have a couple people that uh, actually more than a couple, uh, four that I am. Praying to Thor that, that I can pull my any any uh, leverage that I can I can pull. Or any any uh, any uh, comic Tom is is asking for something I've never asked you before. It'd be freaking amazing right. if you can do it. Types of types of deals because I've never done that and it's like it's my first book, so our first book.
0: I've reached out to to a couple people too, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's it's a crazy humbling experience, especially when we we've seen uh, some of the thumbnail sketches come in from these artists, and it's like. I guess that's part of the process. They got to make sure that we you know we like what they're doing for the variant. So, we've given the thumbs up, I think for all of the sketches we've gotten back so we should get something a little more solid here pretty soon.
3: Michael Calera, you know, he's the editor but he's also an amazing artist and you know, fortunately he's down to, to do a cover as well, which I thought it's it's really dope that half of the yeah. kind of creative team we just of this have to comic do a cover now. Yeah. Yeah, just you and me, man. He's doing that. <laughs> no. Can you imagine? <laughs> I oh,
2: no, that's awesome, though. So, okay, my next question is, Whatnot Publishing. I know you guys have had a relationship with Whatnot for a very long time, pretty much since they started out. What made you decide to go with their publishing label rather than, like, one of the bigger indie labels that are out right now, like uh, Scout Comics or an Image or a Dark Horse or something like that?
3: Um, it was probably, I mean, really, this was actually planned to go through a different publisher. Um, we had actually talked to a couple. Um, rather, I have. This was before Ryan was actually a yeah, part no of it. Part it. I was entertaining it, trying to figure it out, but um, it, it, the process hadn't started yet. I had ideas, and, and Ben was, was game, and, and I had some conversations. So I knew I had a, a path forward if I wanted to get things rolling. Um, we went to uh, Denver and we flew down to cover the launch of What Not Publishing. We were invited down to interview everybody. That was there. The creative team. Um, we we interv- and you can actually pull this up. You know, if you type in whatnot publishing, you're going to see our videos on Ninja Funk, our videos on Exiled, our videos on Quested, our videos on Alpha Betas. um, our videos about um, AK- with AKA Mr. Bolo, who's who's uh, one of the heads of comics over at Whatnot, um, and then like Kevin Rotatelli, Michael Calera, who, who are the heads of publishing. Different different groups that are all working together, right? Um, and we we covered it and we saw what was happening in the care and and their plan and their rollout um
0: do you remember it, what we i remember specifically we got the little preview ashcan can for whatnot publishing that yes, had samples sir. of all four of their uh, their first four titles and we were just we read we read through the sampler and we got to talk to each of the creative teams for each of those books and somewhere off camera, we were like, this is cool, but there's no horror story in here. There's...
3: Yeah, where's a scary... There's no, nothing
0: scary in your guys' launch lineup. Because that's our
3: thing. We love horror. Like, I, like, you know, superhero stuff, I grew up with. It was my favorite. Um, I, I was more of a DC kid growing up. Um, reading a lot of Vertigo with my dad. So a lot more of the mature stuff. Swamp Thing, Hellblazer, stuff like that. Um, but once I started getting into horror comics, that became my favorite genre of any medium. Like, movies too. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm that's actually probably my, my my biggest passion is, is, is like next to comics is horror um feeling disturbed and icky and 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 scared in, in a controlled safe you know right <laughs> you know? um i get a lot of enjoyment with that um and i share that with a lot of friends and and, and colleagues so when we covered what not publishing we 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 happened to like you know, we were interviewing them because we wanted to know about the company, but I didn't realize we were kind of interviewing them for ourselves too. It was so I like back. a job
0: interview, I guess, looking back in that sense, because they were like looking at us. I guess did they reach out to you after the fact? Um, it That's was funny. actually
3: <laughs> yo, it was actually like after the interview and after we were done and we were uploading footage, uh, Michael and Kevin approached me and said, "Hey, we know that you had an idea with Ben Temple Smith, and we just want you to seriously consider joining this side of things with us because whatnot was helping so much with like." Us navigating how we're growing the business and, and integrating live selling was um, of such a huge challenge for a year that when Whatnot came in, it was like, oh, this is changing comics forever. Like this right here, this app is exactly what the industry needs, um, what LCS owners needs, what like it's going to make, it's going to change the industry as it, as it has already begun. Um, so when I was approached about it, the idea was there that they're like, hey, you can just like not just join this side of things, but if you want to start now, let's talk. And the fact that they saw so much potential, it got me intrigued. But the thing that pushed me over the edge is that I was at a, a bar after con, as people do, and I'm sitting there with Tyler Kirkham next to me, you know, just, just riffing about comics because he's so damn cool. And I'm looking over my shoulder here and I see Ben there and I see Michael Calero and Kevin Rotatelli all sitting at the same table. And Michael is talking to Ben about his art and about stories back when he was doing the convention grind and how difficult it was and, and, and the things that he would do. And he's, he's talking about Ben, about how Ben gave him some advice and he took that advice and that's what built so much. And he was attributing so much of his success to a creator he respected. And when I saw that respect with Ben, I saw my like low key, the same feeling that I have about Ben's art and, and how amazing of a creator he is. And I said, oh... If that's a person that could be working with us, like that's what we need. We need someone who who looks at Ben the way that we do, you know, because the, the the best thing we can do with this comic book outside of write a narrative that's cohesive and that makes sense and that's good is that we respect Ben's art and also flex Ben's art and just have him go nuts because he's such a talented mofo.
2: Oh, 100%. 100%.
1: I'm I'm such a big baby that if I want to say that if this was my project and I want to ask you guys this, um, if it was me in this situation, I'd be crying my eyes out every day, with just like so much joy. So ha- have you guys had that overwhelming feeling at all or you just guys been locked in on making a comic that, you know. Until you have the finished product or anything. I don't know. I know I'd be like every day. Oh my God. Thank
3: you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very humble. I'm very grateful.
0: For me, it's, uh, it still doesn't feel real. It still feels like this is some weird kind of extended dream I'm having in in, in bursts. But like in, in, uh, in that video, for example, the short that we showed earlier, when we got the first look at the characters and that was the first time we got any sort of art back from Ben Templesmith. And I was like, oh, these were just names on a paper until right now now there's there's faces behind them and then we got the uh the the, i don't want to say final art but we're getting art in for for the first issue and it's like we're reading the book we wrote and it's like oh this is weird this is no longer just a script and a document you know it's now a final comic and i still don't think it's going to feel real until i get like my own you know pre-ordered copy from my lcs on my own pull list so and even then it probably still will just feel like a book i'm reading yeah, um, I'm having a very uh, imposter syndrome kind of out of body experience.
3: Same, and I've also been told that that's very common with this process. Imposter syndrome has been brought up on multiple conversations because I, I want this to to go well. I want to make it something that the fans of our show and our supporters, um, who who made everything possible for us, are like that they enjoy, that they like, like sincerely like it, and and want to keep reading and and. Uh, I think that pressure and how much work it is, it, it makes those moments not happen as much where you're just like on cloud nine as much as you would think you would be. But there are moments like what you saw in the video or even today when we're getting final art back and we're going, we can take a breather right now and just go, we're doing this. Like the first thing I did when I when I saw Ryan today is I said, Yo, are you ready? I didn't want to send this to you and because you were driving. I didn't want you to crash your driving. freaking car. Yeah. And I just handed him my phone and I put my arm around like, dude, we did this. And he, it's like, those moments, those are so real. And that's what you're describing. It's like, but it comes in micro doses over time. And it's so, Like, I knew this would be hard, but I didn't know how hard until we were doing it. And now I realize like, it's so labor intensive and all the respect I have for creators, which was very, very high. It just went like whoop because oh, it's yeah. really that's difficult great. to do this, but damn, is it fun. There's also this feeling like, we, we finished our
0: script. We sent it off to the editor, to Michael, and we didn't get an email back that was like, yo, we got to talk. You guys are, this isn't good. You guys need to really, we need to really fix this. You know, we, we got a response back that was basically like, yeah, this is good. We keep, send it to Ben. Let's start drawing. We're like, are you sure? Like, this is our first time. We're not really super confident, I guess. We, we, we feel good about the story we're writing, but like, we, we figure, like, oh, of course, we're probably making so many mistakes. We don't know what the hell we're doing, but. There's just this vibe of uh, the people on our team are on board with the ideas that we're having, and we're not really getting any pushback in that sense. So I I feel like it's a good sign in terms of like the the interest level of the story that we're crafting in our head and how uh, how messed up it's going to be over the course of the three issues. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty messed
3: up, dude. I've had some people read a a little bit of it just to kind of gauge their response, and some people who don't dig horror, and their 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 reactions were exactly what I wanted tell you that
2: <laughs> disturbed <laughs> grotesque reactions on their faces yeah, it's,
3: it's dark it's some dark I stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah it's going to be I'm excited. I'm excited for people to see it cuz like we're you know it's it's such a a a strange thing to be able to riff um uh, about something that isn't comic books like it's a comic but like most of the time when we hit the mic we're talking about other people's comics, other people's stories, movies, television shows, all this kind of stuff. But um, when we're making a horror comic, it's uh, it's all of how like, how do you how do you make this scene elevated? How do you raise tension and suspense? And that's just it's a different way to think, and it's not something that I do every day, and it's it's definitely taxing. Like we'll go and record for the show, we'll do things like we normally do. Um, Well, you know, we'll do a sale and we'll get the mail call ready and we'll we'll prep stuff and we'll get in comics graded. We're doing this like the normal stuff that people see what we do on Instagram. And then we go, all right, we need to take, we need to park four hours today. And, and and let's like, let's, just grind out some pages. Let's figure this out. You know, we have some challenges we got to overcome and it feels like you're turning your brain off and like like if like uh definitely not
1: off it's not, like no, no,
3: shifting no. gears for a, a, sure a part of your brain is what i mean though yeah. like like i took a, a artist like a, a, a art class in, in college once like very briefly and I, the book i had to read was like learning how to draw with the right side of your brain because um one of the 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 ways that you can learn how to draw quickest and and, and perfect the medium you know on a, a professional level is by not trying to just like Copy something that you're looking at. It's better to copy the shapes, the lines, the uh, it, flip it upside down and draw it. And that's actually what the the first six weeks were. It was it was like, hey, draw this plant. But take the picture, flip it upside down, and draw it in that way. And you have to remove the plant part of it, which is your 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 left side of your brain, which is telling you that's a plant. So the leaf should look like a plant. But in reality, you have to flip that around and go, no, the leaf doesn't look like a plant. It looks like a bunch of dagger edges and it looks like a triangle here. And You have to, you think about it differently. And and that's kind of what it feels like when you're writing your, your versus what we do on YouTube um, and scripting and planning and, and performing. It's uh, all right. We got to be creative now. And by the end of the four hours, I'm surprised how far we get every time. Even if it's slow moving, it's like, oh, but this is going to, hey, we did this one panel, but this just made three pages Ten right. times easier. So it, it, it feels like you did one small step, but really, sometimes it's it, all of a sudden you do five steps forward. And um, by the end of the four hours, uh, my head hurts. Go like ahead. like no, I have like a raging.
0: Really like, we're done. Like oh, we, we have to just, to, just we look at each up. other. We
3: go. I think we're done, yo, because it's you're 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 getting into how would this person say something? Well, let's see what they said before. What is the inflection? What what is their reason for? You start
2: to overanalyze everything. And then you do, you
0: run the risk of doing damage. Yeah. Like we're, we're not really fresh right now. You know, we've been writing for a while, so let's stop. (laughs) I'll go home (laughs) and sleep and we'll, we'll crack this open again some other time.
2: And here we are. That's awesome. So are you guys like you said, this is going to be like a three part series, you know, after this is finished up, are you guys doing a crash, crash down too? Are you going to venture off, try a different genre? What, what, what are your plans for after this initial first run is over with? We've talked so many times about like
0: there's too many ideas here. Like Pandora's we, box. We need an issue zero That's the thing with comics. We need an issue. If we had an issue four, we would do this or this or this. But you know, you gotta you gotta draw the line and end your story somewhere. We do have a uh, potential outline, kind of rough idea for what the uh, following time would look like after these three issues are done. Yeah. What what happens next? you know, just in case. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to worry more about the first three issues and making sure we get a real comic out in the world first before we start thinking sequels and stuff. But I remember when we were tossing around, like, at the very beginning trying to figure out what kind of story we were doing, we settled on horror, like, immediately. No questions. No discussion. Horror, but we need to do a horror story. And then it took a little longer than that, but sci-fi horror was what came up out of that, and you know, we tossed around some other kind of horror ideas that we might want to work on, some other genres, sub-genres to play in, but those are all way, way, way down the road. I think
3: maybe not as long, maybe not as long though as as we think. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm that's really, the one I'm thing really I've sad. realized is like I didn't think we'd be this close to having a comic book this soon. So sure. I'm not putting it. Um, you know, like now it, it it's actually really hard to to not think about other things. You know, whether it's the comic that we're that we're currently writing and wanting to do maybe a prequel or a one shot idea and or or what happens later. Um, but just different now now that I we know the process and we have a horror sci-fi every other horror thing that I like I'm part of now you know I want to write something that has like you know to, to, to Ryan's chagrin supernatural stuff um but also a slasher would be really cool and, and in my head I can't help but think about who my lead slasher, character is going to be like who who's going to be my michael myers you
0: know wearing a maniac in new york shirt right now exactly you you know know, we're all about horror comics so
3: so now i mean there's i hope there's more but i don't want to get ahead of myself i think both of us are experiencing the same thing i don't speak for you ryan but um we really want this to be something our 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 fans like and and our our supporters enjoy and i don't want to take away from the effort of these books thinking about the future but there are a lot of times during our conversations of the creative process where we're like oh, that'd be a good, a good prequel. That would be a good one shot. Oh, wow. They're even part of this book. Even I have, we had ideas on a, on a page and it's like, Hey, we have this idea for a story, but we also have this idea for a story and we have this idea for a story. And then all of a sudden they all combined into one and now three different stories we thought we could do. It's, 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 it's crashed down. So, um, Throughout this process, there's been a lot of other ideas that have come up that were like, I'll just write it down, but we'll come back to it. Oh my gosh, it just it just doesn't stop. You start thinking like in that way though, and you can't. It, it's like you're you're uh, training a muscle, you know, over and over again. And then all of a sudden, you you stop going to the gym for a week, and you're like, wait a minute, yeah. I gotta <laughs> get on the treadmill. I gotta that's I gotta. Why. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that's why I stopped. Oh, that, that's it. <laughs> well, no. it's George R.R. Martin, and he likes to talk all the time about the different ways of writing of being an architect or a gardener. And I didn't really experience that till I, till we started writing Crashdown. And it's like, you plant, you plant the seed and then the story grows from there on its own versus you rigidly outlining every single step, every single part of the process. And I think we're seeing a lot of those seeds pop up and be like, well, we need to do some kind of side story. You know, these people are living on this planet or attempting to live on this very dangerous, scary planet. But what happens to the people who they left behind? You know, what happened, what happened in the time Right before they left, you know, some sort of time periods that we might have to skip over in the in the uh, need to tell the story we want to tell. There's some some blanks in there that are like, well, maybe we should like we can't we don't have space in these three issues. But like, I want to put something in there now. I want to I want to look at that story and that, at that blank space and figure out what's actually happening there.
2: That's awesome. Well, I think now would be a good time to go ahead and reveal our giveaway winner Let me go through here and see what Michael had to say about who got this correct. All right. So the winner of the giveaway for Secret Wars, number one inside the magnetic comic book sleeve is Hillbilly Comics, who had the correct answer first today with Galactus. And he was blue instead of his normal pink and white. It's true. Honorable mention, however, goes out to let me find her name real quick again.
3: Tessa.
2: <laughs> yes yes it was tessa because she got she got it first but she got the colors mixed up she doesn't deserve it anyway
3: oh that's a good sign of the show i'm teasing her we yeah. appreciate you tessa <laughs> <laughs>
2: But congratulations, Hillbilly, you've got that copy of issue Secret Wars issue number one inside that magnetic sleeve coming to you. Get a hold of me off of uh, air and we will get all your information together and get that sent out to you. Tessa, we are not going to go home empty handed, though. We are going to go ahead and send you out a little bit of Nerd Initiative swag just for your troubles. So everybody's a winner here on the comic press. We don't like to say anybody loses here. Tessa <laughs> is colorblind. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's funny. Tessa put it on there. Tessa is colorblind. Yeah, that wasn't just me saying it. She said it.
2: Oh no. Like, you know, we we bring it up on the screen, man. We got we keep our receipts. It's all good. <laughs> but uh before we let you guys go and I get we'll play the trailer again for everybody to see in case they missed it on our way out. Um, is there anything else you guys want to plug? Is there anything you want everybody to check out? Let let the people know where they can find you on online, all that fun stuff.
3: You can find me everywhere, Comic Tom 101 uh, ComicTime101.com. If you want to support the show, give me an excuse to send you comics every month. We make a lot of really dope ones. Um, you can find me on Whatnot as well. Uh, we're bringing the heat. We've given away an ASM 300. We've given away a Marvel Spotlight 5. And at the end of this month, I'm giving away a House of Secrets that's sitting in front of me, 92. Um, we're trying to shake stuff up, introduce live selling to um, everybody. And... Um, you know, trying to just get comics out there, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough medium um, to be able to like create things out of. And, and we want to be one of the like bigger advocates of like reading the, reading comics in hand. There's nothing wrong with digital, but, um, and, and I read digital. I love digital. We, we, we love our say. digital, but like yeah. we, we also um, have such a um, strong passion for the physical form of comics. So um. Yeah, but that's where you can you can find us. Um, and, um, and Ryan, yeah, and Butch,
0: you can find him on our YouTube channel as well. (laughs) Yeah, we stream together
3: on whatnot. Um, We have like a whole bunch of people who who are part of it. You can also find like, you know, over on our YouTube channel. Um, it's not just us, and certainly not just me. Um, I think what makes this channel so special is that you get a mix of different individuals. Ryan reads more comics than I think like almost anyone I know. Um, and. And we riff a lot, you know, we improv a lot and we bring this like different type of entertainment to the the mic than other members that I work with in different ways, Um, where Russ Bright is an LCS owner who provides like major insight on the weekly grind of what it's like to work with publishers and to to handle an LCS that's been thriving for over five years. And then we also have the Golden Age Guru who has been part of the channel for years as well. And he is our in-house specialist for the old and the gold. And you know, I don't pretend to know everything. I immediately sought out um, those who are mentors and friends of mine to be part of this channel. I think that's what makes our channel strong is that we've uh, diversified our, our group here so that we can really bring a unique take on any situation, especially as something as what could be as complicated as, as comic collecting. For okay. sure. What about you, Ryan? Where are they going to find you? Uh,
0: Instagram. <laughs> Fire guy, Ryan. All one word. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, but I don't really do a whole lot on there anymore. Very busy here, working full time with this guy. Uh, I guess we should probably mention our book comes out in July. Yes, right. That was that yeah, was going to be my
2: it's... next question. When can people see uh, see that on shelves or sites or wh- wherever it's going to be available?
3: If all goes well, we should be in previews in April, which is like in a month. Next issue of previews, which is nuts. And then um, we're looking at a July release to get. It done in time for San Diego. And it's three issues. So July, August, September will be the plan. And then October will be at New York City Comic Con. And we we'll are just be doing the grind, you know, um, trying to introduce Crashdown to as many people as possible. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what the community's reaction is. And uh, I hope you like it.
2: Oh, well, you can definitely be assured you will see a review coming from this channel. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> I look forward to it
2: as soon as we get a hold of that we will definitely be checking that out that's not even a I'm question not ready for that part <laughs> Other people's this <laughs> comic <laughs> <doesn't laughs>
3: make no, makes yeah. no sense <laughs>
2: dan where where can they find where can the people find you dan
3: me
1: you can find me on instagram at diesel dan comics you can find me on tiktok at diesel dan comics uh if you don't know who i am um I make silly videos and put them on the internet <laughs> and it's all about comic books. I do all the comic book content that I possibly can. I'm just a guy that loves comics. There it it's is.
3: Follow. You,
0: you guys follow. should do
3: it. Yeah. Do a good yeah follow. I, I get my, my top cow and uh, my, uh, my updates on a lot of indie comics <laughs> from Dan over here and he's, he's killing the game. Yeah. If you want to know
2: about you crappy your <laughs> <then banjo> guy. <laughs> oh.
3: No, actually, uh, uh, hey Dan, I want to tell you. Um, I saw you posted a very underrated cover the other day. as the, uh, it's the negative space. It's Patrick Gleason, I believe, Witchblade cover. Ah, uh, yes, I did see that. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? The orange it's one. Patrick. No, is it? Yeah. Is that uh, no, it's Patrick Gleason. Oh, one. That one. Yes. John, yeah. <laughs> so, three um, first
1: names, John Tyler Christopher. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh.
3: I said Patrick Leeson. I, I mixed it up. John Tyler Christopher. Yeah, I was a little uh, bit confused. I'm like, hmm, Patrick I didn't Leeson. sound right as I said it, but um, I wanted <laughs> to – I was actually – um, I thought of you when I was on top of the uh, pile of comics that we just bought. We bought a giant collection of books. And I opened a box, and we found 15 copies of that book, and I thought of you when I opened that up. So
1: wow. when I saw you posted that. You app. know how long I've been looking for that book out in the wild,
2: <laughs> and of course, exists, Comic man. Top finds a whole box of them.
3: Know, <laughs> that way. was good. We got real lucky on that one, but it's a very underrated cover. Good taste, my friend.
2: And then you guys can find me at jjs underscore comic underscore stuff everywhere on social media: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Um, yeah, before real quick, we're going to show you guys that uh, trailer again before we sign off well we'll actually sign off to the trailer and once again congratulations hillbilly comics for that grand prize winner tessa we'll be sending you out some nerd initiative merch. get a hold of somebody either myself dan or anybody at nerd initiative about getting your stuff and we'll get it out to you um this is the crossover comics podcast thank you very much guys for being guests today for this special edition episode and let's roll that trailer one last time
3: thank you so much everybody.
0: like we're coming on a pretty bad storm here everyone, so if you need to, make sure you visit the bathroom now.
2: There's a bathroom on this thing? I've just been going in my suit. This mist is terrible. I don't see
0: anything. Stay focused.
2: You trained for this. Do you see that?
3: I see clouds, I see lightning, I think I see
2: water. Collect yourself.
0: Look at the radar. Rear just course 9 degrees starboard and decrease thrust. One thing at a time. Shit,
1: you're right. How do you stay so cold?
0: This is the
2: easy part. We're making history here. No matter what happens, we'll go down. <laughs>